This is the Wickham Festival podcast, the first of two special editions featuring highlights from the 2016 festival. This edition has interviews with Maddie Pryor, Matt Cardle, Joni Madden and Gretchen Peters. But first up, here's Trevor Horn. Music producer, artist, multi-talented, which area of the industry means most to you and which do you prefer? Performing still? No, I mean, I'm, I, I've, I've been the sort of record producer for 30 years. The performing thing is something that I really just started doing again about 10 years ago. Uh, but I mean, from when I was um, 14, I played every night till I was 30 because I was a professional bass player. That's what I did for a living till I was 30, till I got a hit. And then I didn't, I didn't play or perform for 20 odd years, you know? What? Why? Well, the studio was so much more interesting. Back then, it was the early days of techno, and it was pretty hard to do techno on stage. It's easier now because we have much more much more efficient in-ear systems and stuff like that. And we're also much more educated to play in time than we were back then. Um, so it's life's more exciting now. The actual technology of it, technology of it's gone a lot better. And the progress of technology. Yeah. How difficult has that been to keep up with and how much has it helped and made life uh, well, The music better. business has always been, to some degree, a hostage to technology. Uh, if you think about it, you know, a cathedral was the very first ever reverb unit, you know? Technology has always played a, played a part in, in part of music. It's got a bit mental over the past sort of uh, two decades, but it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, I mean... We actually play. We don't. Um, we don't use backing tracks, uh, but it means I have to have like ten people. But I, I, I still enjoy playing, and I like playing together with people. And I have a young band. They're all most of them are kids, you know, and they're really enjoying learning songs and playing together, you know. Do you think there's ever a danger that technology can, in some ways, overtake? playing musical instruments it did back in sort of 1981 82 and it's taken us probably 30 years to recover from it most of the bands that came up in the 80s were great players not not the same as say the bands in the 60s and the 70s by the time they made it they generally played hundreds of gigs and they knew how to deal with an audience they came from that background you know Beatles the Stones all those sort of bands does that make it harder for someone like Matt Cardle, who's with you tonight, you know, who's come through a different route? Yeah, Matt Cardle's a totally... Everybody's a... You know, the music the music business is a whole... You know, if you look at it like a business, it's like every time you get a hit record, you start a new business. And that's what's so lunatic about it. It's not like selling shoes, you know. You get a good line of shoes, you'll sell them all your life. And music... It's uh, slightly different. Yeah. Matt Cardle is... Uh, it's material. That's what Matt Cardle... Guys like Matt Cardle are always looking for. Really good songs to sing. I mean, that was a pretty big thing for him, winning X Factor. You don't win X Factor unless you've got something going for you. Yeah, you have to have a good voice to win that. Oh, you, got, you also have to be appealing to people, too, because yeah. it's a hell of a thing. I mean, to be put through all of that, imagine it. Is that something you could have ever imagined yourself ever Me, going on? I'd never, I'd never have won uh, X Factor in a million years. You know, I wouldn't even go there. I was, you know, I was. Yeah, you know, I could sight read music, and I was a 
a professional player. It's a slightly different world, you know, and never go on something like that. So, so how much do you enjoy playing festivals like Wickham? Well, festivals are always nice because it's out in the sunshine, everyone's in a good mood. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a good way to get out and see people. I'm here with the folk legend, Maddie Pryor. <laughs> How was Wickham for you? Oh, it was fantastic, actually. It was really nice. The crew were really good, which is a big, a big plus. Yeah. It was really nice, and the audience were right up for it, which was great. Wickham has made you very welcome. Uh, they did. It was really good. It's well organised, really well done. Fantastic. And as you say, the crowd were well up for it. They, they, were, they were right with us, which was really nice. And now we're doing this interview battling against the sound of the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Yeah. Quite, quite an eclectic mix. It is an eclectic mix, and that's good. I, I run a festival myself up in the north, and I like eclectic uh, ideas rather than it all being one style of music or all being folk music. You want all, and the reality is that there is no folk music anymore in, the, in any sort of serious sense of the word because everybody's doing different material. They're writing material. You know, it's all a mixture. So that's what we that's what we like. But in this modern technology age, it does make your music more accessible. Yes, absolutely. But you know, the thing is that music's just it's out there so much. This and there's so much of it. You know, when I when I began, there was very little music. Now it's YouTube is full of all kinds of material. Yeah, I remember if, if the shops were shut, you couldn't buy your single, and that was that. And that was it. Yeah. And, 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 and quite often they didn't have it in stock. Mm. So you had to wait for a week for them to get it in stock. I mean, very different world. But, but then you played the arse off an album yeah. or, a, or a single. You played it over and over and over and over and over. Whereas I don't think that's what they do anymore. To be fair, you, you probably do with All Around My Hat. I mean, how many times do you think you've probably sung that in your career? I don't know, but it's, it's, a, it's a hard song to sing, so it keeps me on my toes. Does it? Yeah, no, it's got a top D in it, which is quite hard for the way it sits in the tune. But it's, it's, um, and it's, 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 it works. When I hear it on the radio, I know why it was a hit, because it works. It's, it's been a good friend to you, that song. It has, it has. I mean, why would I be sniffy about it, you know? Uh, I'm just very pleased we've only sort of got two. <laughs> it would be very boring if you had a lot yeah. and everybody wanted to hear all of them. So what's next in the pipeline? Well, we're off to Cropperdy next week and then we've got a tour in October, but we've got a new album uh, with big ballads. It was a big album. It's very long and it's full of heavy duty. It's kind of, it's a real folk rock album and it's called Dodgy Bastards. So, Is it? Yeah. Well, we'll look out for that. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Here with Matt Cardle, X Factor winner, number one artist, star of Memphis, but now the highlight of your career, the Wickham Festival. Well, you say that. We are, we are just getting into the thick of it. Thank you so much for the introduction. It's lovely. Um, you know, it's great to be here. We were just saying, you know, off, off uh, you know, how nice it is today. It's absolutely amazing. It's such... Such an incredible atmosphere. We've only just got here, but it, you know it seems great. Chaz and Dave rocking out. What more can you want? Absolutely. You were just saying off air again how how well they do rabbit. I know it's quite mind-blowingly fast. I was at, like I say, I was at Jimmy's Farm Festival a little while ago, and they did they did it there, and the whole crowd was just mesmerised. It was amazing. 
obviously tonight guesting with Trevor Horn. How's that connection come about? Well, I've been um, working on uh, album number four now that will be out um, sort of early next year, and I've been working with Trevor's son Aaron, um, who's an, also an incredible producer and, and songwriter. And um, you know, it's just. It's just it, this is how it came about. I got to know Aaron really well, and then you know met um, Trevor Sam Studios. We were doing a lot of the recording there, and then we got the offer to come and do this gig. And I mean, you know, these guys are absolute legends. They're heroes of the music industry. So you know, why would anyone not want to come and do this? You know. So I was just chatting with Trevor in a separate interview, and he said he could never in a million years have won X Factor. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Look, it depends what they were looking for. You know, any any given time, if they were looking for Trevor Horn last year that he would have won <laughs> through the experience it must have been incredible yeah it, it was it was absolutely it was absolutely amazing it was terrifying um, in equal measure um, you know I, I just was lucky that I'd been you know working at it for you know 15 years prior to, to, to going on that stage because even even those years didn't prepare me enough for it nothing can prepare you enough for it you know even when the big artists were coming in you know of that time even you know Katy Perry was on top of the world you know Rihanna was still on top of the world and they'd fly in from the states to do the live show and they'd be they'd be terrified it's it's terrifying it's 14 million plus viewers it's you know you don't get that every day yeah, and the intensity that goes with it, with the media coverage and yeah, it was, pressure. Yeah, it was all very, all very new, all very difficult, you know, at times. But you just remember who you are, where you came from, keep feet on the ground, and be nice. <laughs> Had you ever applied for it to go on it before? No, I don't. I don't, I don't think I had. I think um, actually, I may have thought about it one year, and then it was too late. And then it just turns out that somebody else um, sort of put me up for it. Uh, it was my ex-girlfriend's friend who um, took a video of me singing somewhere and sent it into the online audition. And then one thing kind of led to another. I didn't even know I was going in for it. I went to London for an audition, and that was that. <laughs> so you had, had really no idea or no thoughts of winning it when you first went to no, London. No, 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 just thoughts of you know I wasn't doing much at the time. I was writing. I was doing my band and. And I thought, you know, why not? And when did you start to think it might happen? Um, about the final. <laughs> really? Yeah. No joke. I was like, am I still in? How am I still in? You know, like everybody was thinking, how are we still in? Like, it's just how it went. And, and obviously the, the, the winner's song, Shooting to Number One, which was a, a great song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, again, I always thank Simon Neal and, and, you know, the band for writing such a beautiful song that, you know, it didn't matter what format it came in, it was still a beautiful song. And I think, you know, they're so proud of the, of the original, obviously, as, as I would be if I'd written it, and I'm proud of the version I did, you know. And um, it, it, got the, it got the original version more recognition as well, which is, you know, one of the most important things. And what about the new material that you're writing at the moment? Uh, very different from, from previous albums. It's a lot more electronic than previously. Um, but, uh, you know, it's good to develop as an artist. It's necessary to develop as an artist and as a person and, and, and to keep yourself interested as well as the fans, you know? Journey Madden from Cherish the Ladies. That was that looked a lot of fun out there. I, I'll tell you what, it, uh, it's so great to be here at the Wickham Festival. We were here years and years and years ago, and I think it was such bad weather we had to play in the community center. But to see the way the festival has grown, massive tents and staging, 
unbelievable vendors, uh, incredible bands, the lineup. I mean, it, it, and it's, I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Unbelievable. I'm very, very impressed. And it's a fair dues to Pete and all the committee and everybody for putting it together. Well, last year it was voted the best small festival in the country by the Live Music Awards. So. Well, I'm not one bit surprised. I'm, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Seriously, coming in here, first off, the weather's been phenomenal. To have a weekend of uh, brilliant weather. I said, I feel like I'm in Florida at a festival and see the massive crowds and everybody listening to the music. That was what I was really impressed with. It's not a festival where the bands are the background music. You can tell that the people that are here watching the music are really fans of folk music and really taking it in. So we saw a lot of faces that we hadn't seen for years, the people used to follow us around. So wonderful to be here. And, and really, uh, the stage and the lighting, all the top-notch professionals. A lot of money goes into putting this on, and I, it shows. And a great crowd as well. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And, again, enthusiastic. Uh, and we're, we're thrilled to be here. We had an eight-piece band here today between dancers and a wonderful singer named Don Stiff and the, and the band, of course, in, in our 31st year. But it's been so many years since we've been to England, and we were going over to Ireland, and we just dropped a quick note to Pete, and we said, Pete, we're sure you're busy, or you're probably your stage is packed. And he said, Joni, we're going to make Ray come in. We'll have you for sure. So we're thrilled to be here. Yeah, and it, it was a great sound. And the people loved it. And uh, lovely to get a bit of Irish dancing on the stage as well. Well, yeah, and uh, the people did enjoy it. But I have two world champions, so I think we can't do any better than that. <laughs> and a very lively set as well. Yeah, we did a lot of tracks. Um, we have a new album. Uh, you know, it's funny when you go to festivals, we said, well, you can say, oh, we, we can't do that because we did that here last year. But it's been so many years <laughs> since we've been over here to the Wickham and down in this neck of the woods. Um, it was a pleasure to play, I, in, in all sincerity. And um, a great honor to be here. And we'll look definitely forward to coming back to this one again. Really, just you know, for us to go on and then Steel Eye Span, and and now the Red Hot Chili Pipers are coming up. You know, it's eclectic. It's different. Everybody's it's it's and it's from two pieces. And there's a rock and roll stage, and the, you know, and great music all over the place. There's little guitar duos playing, uh, and uh, I'm just about to take a little gander around and see what else is up there. But it's 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 such a great festival. I highly recommend anybody. You know, if you have a Sunday afternoon or a Thursday night or come camping or whatever, it's a fantastic. Fantastic festival, and from so we, we've been doing this for over 30 years, and we've done most of them. And this lives up to the top of the best, really, cream of the crop. And I congratulate everybody at the festival for organizing such an event. Gretchen Peters, welcome to Wickham. What have you made of it so far? We're having a blast, people are treating us great, and we're just excited to get out there and play. And it's the last night of your tour over in the UK, so how are you feeling about going home? Probably ready for a break, I should think. I'm ready to go home, but I, I'd like to give, get, give one last great show before we leave, always. It's always good to leave like, feeling like you've done a great job. So the last night of the tour is always a bit special. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, we, you know, we were saying goodbye to the, the boys in the band for a little while, so it'll be a little, little bit emotional as well. So what will you be doing when you get back to the States? Are you going back to writing? I'm going to go back and do a lot of laundry first. <laughs> and then after I get done with that, yeah, I am taking a bit of a break in 2017. So I am going to be probably doing a little, hopefully doing a little bit of nothing for a while. And then I'm sure that I'll get back on to writing, you know, sooner rather than later. Now, you've obviously written a lot for the, the likes of Shania Twain and Brian Adams, people like that. Which do you prefer, writing or performing? I don't separate them. Don't you? I think they're all part of what I do. They're part of my job. 
descriptions, so I really don't think of them as, as separate things. Um, writing is hard in, in one way, and touring is hard in another way. It's physically hard, but I think it's so, so rewarding. And if I didn't get the opportunity to play these songs for people, I'm not sure why I would write them. Especially when you get a good audience like you get at Wickham. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's the key. That's that's where the moment completely comes together when you know you've written the song, recorded it, gone through all of that process, and you have that wonderful moment with an audience where everybody gets to just sort of exist in the song for a moment or two. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of the Wickham Festival podcast. If you're interested in coming to the 2017 festival, some tickets are still available at wickhamfestival.co.uk forward slash tickets. The lineup includes the likes of Katie Tunstall, Eliza Carthy, Andy Fairweather-Lowe, John Otway and Seth Lakeman. Also, do search for us on Facebook and check us out on Twitter at Festival Wickham. <laughs>